What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Old Terps Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Terrell, sitting here in Indianapolis, Indiana, looking at uh, Travis Fowlman's nasty-ass glasses on his face. Do you think you're cute or handsome or something? What's going on here? I'm talking about nasty. They're just jealous they can't pull them off. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even done... have those are, those, those are unglassed. He, he doesn't even have glasses in those. Those are just the frames. Is he, is he done yet? <laughs> is he done? Okay, thank you. Um, they're blue lights. I just got done with six hours of film study. I've been you know, watching every game the Maryland Terrapins have played um, in slow motion, really trying to dive deep into analytics. So I, I needed some... Um, just you know, some make me feel a little more academic. Uh, I look great, so if you're if you're watching this live, um, you're welcome. You got Reese Mona checking in here. I can't wait to hear this information Trav found out from watching six hours of Maryland film. Can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. It was tough. It was, it was tough. It's got a lot. To, <laughs> it's got a lot, a lot to lot share today. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of more than uh, I'm sitting in Memphis. We we got we got the Grizzlies tomorrow, but uh, getting on here with the guys talking Terps. Sounds yeah, like fun. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Travis's film study. He he watched. Uh, let's let's bring back the tweet. He he watched Jameer Young do layup lines for the past five hours, and <laughs> then and then the last hour he watched you know Matt run on the floor and go help people up <laughs> after they fell down and tripped. Uh, some Actually, of the worst basketball of all time. These uh. These past couple of months have now parlayed into actually pretty solid basketball by the Terps, which I think, you know, maybe we start hitting the horizon here a little bit, maybe a little downhill slope. You guys ever been on a uh, a bike ride where you're ripping it up the hill? You know, you got the gears on one, pedaling your little your little nuts off, then out of nowhere you hit the, the peak of it, you start going downhill. I think that might be where we're at here as Terps fans. We've hit the uphill. Let's, uh, you know, let's release the legs a little bit, maybe go a little freehand. Do you know how to ride a bike? Absolutely. One of the best in the business. <laughs> you sure? That's Drew would be saying. the type of guy. Drew would be biking to work probably. <laughs> what are you talking about, Reese? You do push-ups every morning. You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Reese actually cares. <laughs> He's a loser. This guy doesn't like being fit. Insane. <laughs> Don't care about being fit. Water fast every week. That's how he stays fit. Yeah. Oh my God. I've got my own diet technique. <laughs> go go 72 hours every every other month without food and <laughs> i look tip-top shape <laughs> but i think though the terps i think their defense is great we've been there all year i just think the last two games we've made three pointers uh we shot 46.7 percent versus iowa yep. and then we shot 42.3 percent last game front against nebraska and that's from threes so if we're making those shots I mean, we should be able to win most of our games here on out, but it's can we keep shooting like that? So I think early in the season, it seemed like our defense was – I feel like we made a lot of mistakes, especially late in games, like letting guys get open shots, layups, miss assignments late in games. But if you believe it or not, we actually lead the Big Ten Conference in scoring defense. We only give up 63.4 points a game, which, again, like Teresa's point, if we can just pick up the offense a little bit, our defense has given us chances to win games. And we've been in a bunch of these games, even the ones we haven't won, it, you, you know, we've been right there. And I think a lot of that is the defense has come a long, long way. We switch a lot. We're getting after the ball. We pressure again. We're pressing all game now. We're sometimes mixing in some junkie zone. So, you know, defense come a long way. Reese is frozen. You look like an idiot, by the way. <laughs> Jeez, just dumping on his face. <laughs> Can you still hear us, Reese? 
No, Reese is gone. We don't care Reese about Reese. Reese is gone. Forget Reese. We don't better. know that guy. Even better. So here's here's my only take on the Terps right now, which makes me a little bit nervous. Reese is back, by the way. Makes me a little bit nervous. Is It's kind of like when you wake up on a Sunday morning, you know, after a big night, and you think back to the night before and you say to yourself, shit, that was a hell of a lot of fun. But then out of nowhere, you get little, you get weird little bits of anxiety. I look at Maryland like that. I'm like, beat the shit out of Nebraska. And then I'm like, oh, it's Nebraska. And then it's, you know, beat Iowa. And it's like, fuck, Iowa. And we only beat them because Jameer had 11 points in the final 30 seconds. And then you go back three more days and you lost to Michigan State at home. And Michigan State's on the worst year I think they've had in, you know, maybe 15. So it's like, it's just weird, man. This team makes me anxious in terms of, I feel like we're getting to that hill that we're starting to go down. And now out of nowhere, I'm talking to myself, you know, are we just climbing a ladder again? What's going on? Well, these are two. I think the difference between these two wins is a really feel good wins. You get a win at Iowa on the road that you really, in reality, you stole that game. Like you're probably saying to yourself there with a couple minutes to go, like, Hey, we're going to pack it in and move on to the next one. And, and Jameer Young wills us to victory in that. So you steal that game on the road. And then we handled Nebraska easily at home. Like, and that, and that was about as good as a win as you can have in conference. You got really good play from your bench, who we haven't gotten much from all season long. And so I think those, like Andrew, you said, in terms of the bike rolling down the hill, like those were two really feel good wins in the middle of a season where, you know, especially after the, the Northwestern loss and the Michigan State loss, like, you know, the season was hanging in the balance. Like, that could have gone one of two ways. You, you lose on the road at Iowa, all of a sudden your season looks different now. Both these wins give us new life, and, and they both feel good, especially the way we won them, and uh, hopefully we continue to build on them. Travis, what's your opinion on you You lose at home, season starts looking a little bit, you know, iffy, just like Kevin said. Then you go on the road, it looks like there's probably a loss, and then you go kill Nebraska at the house with a lot of energy behind you. Are you thinking, you know, you look back, 72 hours, Jameer's second three or the running layup to go up one. Is that the whole turning point of the season where now we look back and we say, hey, that was the moment everything shifted? Or do you, you know, how how would you look at this as not just a fan, but as an actual player? Do you think they're talking about that right now? Hey, things just changed. Totally. I, I think, you know, when you're in conference play, right, I think number one thing is just win home games, like protect home court, try to steal ones where you can on the road and Michigan State. I'm sure they feel like that was a missed opportunity. You're within two or three in the last play and you, you can't get a game where it was, you know, a weekend and great energy and all that. So you probably feel like that's a missed opportunity. Come back to steal one on the road at Iowa, where historically it's, it's been pretty tough for us to win games. They scored a shit out of the ball at home. We we get a win, probably steal one. And then it's like, OK, let's that's that was a wash. Right. We lost when we shouldn't have lost. We won one that was maybe stole one. Now we're even. Let's go out, handle, take business against Nebraska at home, which we should. And, and we did. So now it's like moving forward. It's like, OK, I think it's let's close out when every home game the rest of the season, protect home court. And again, just try and steal what we can on the road. And we're, you know, we're in good shape. Right. I think those two road games we stole, the Iowa and the Illinois, completely changed the outlook of the season to the point. It's like we're OK, we have a chance now. We didn't have a chance before those two wins. Now we have a chance. And I think exactly like Travis said. You start when you lose, you lose at Northwestern. That's a tough one. They're playing well this year. Not a bad loss. But then you lose at home to Michigan State where this team's been really good at home. That's a lot of teams could almost pack it up then. 
coaching staffs might say, well, let's just start playing freshmen. Maybe we're getting ready for next year. But then you come and win at Iowa and then destroy Nebraska at home. It shows these guys still want it. They're still thinking about the NCAA tournament. And you can tell they still they play hard. And people can say what they want about Willard. But it's showing that these guys love Willard and they want to play hard for him. A lot of teams you see might fold, might not play hard, might not really care. These guys are going to guard no matter what. And if they're making shots, um, they, they can win some games. I think I think that's an important point that probably hasn't been made enough is that, again, we haven't shot the ball well all year. We've been very up and down offensively. But these guys have played hard as shit all season long. Like That hasn't changed one bit at all, game in, game out. And I think, to Reese's point, a lot of teams would have packed it in and quit. They would have just, you know, this is a lost season. We're not going to probably go anywhere here. Like, let's call it what it is. Um, these guys have played hard as hell, game in, game out, and they're finally being rewarded for just kind of they, – they, they've continued to work. I think that's a lot to yeah, do with the makeup, thought? too. You have, you, have, you have Dante Sky, you have Jameer, you have Juju all – Older players, Dante Jameer, this is year five. I mean, this is it for them. And you have a bunch of freshmen who don't know any better. And so it is a good little makeup of guys that they're going to play to the end. And like you said, no matter what has happened in any of these games, like we've continued to play hard. Uh, early in the season, I think, you know, a couple tough losses, guys dropping their heads. But I think you know, the way we've responded for the past week or so, like we've talked about, it feels like it's given our season new life. Kev, what's your thought on uh, Jameer's performance these past eight games you know he's we were we were discussing it before we even got on you know who's he the most comparable to and that's that's Anthony Cowan he's a you know four plus year player he has a ton of points in NCAA historically he's known as a killer um really good on ball he's you know he's just kind of a dog what what's been your opinion of of Jameer these past couple games yeah I think what's impressive about him is is there's no secret that he's 1A on, on the scouting report. You know, every team is going at all these games, and, and he's the guy that you have to stop if you want to beat Maryland. And you could throw Juju in there, especially in the post, but Jameer's our guy, and uh, he continues to step up. I mean, he, he takes and he makes big shots. Uh, he, he, wills us, he wills us along in, in more than half of these games. He, he keeps us afloat in a lot of these games. A lot of times he's a one-man offense, and so – I just think it's impressive with all the attention that you know he's getting on a night-in, night-out basis. And just he's scoring at all three levels. Uh, he's staying aggressive. And, and especially in that Iowa game, like he was, he hit big shot after big shot and finally get to his left hand and finish. Uh, I just think it's impressive. You know, teams are going into each of these games trying to stop him, and he's continuing to carry us. One important point about him that I think should get more – attention i think we talked about this last week he literally leads the country right now in quad one points per game quad one yeah. scoring so in quad one games he's scoring 25 points per game i think which is again to that point he steps up in the biggest games against the best competition and to kev's point defenses are completely geared to stopping him there's a clip we got to find the picture there's a picture and it's five guys and they're all facing him not even looking at their men and he's still managing to score from all three levels it's it's been really impressive he's averaging 20 game again stepping up against quad one competition it's it's been really impressive he's been playing like all american in my opinion and to your point he's been doing it late in games too um, it's a stat and we can look at it on Terrapin Hoops, um, but they posted he has the most clutch points. It looked like it was in the last two minutes of the game when a game was in within five points. 
he had about 68 points or something. The next person was 10 points behind. So in clutch times, he's doing it too. I'll be, I'll be really curious to see what happens when we go to Michigan State next week, um, which is a Saturday game. Notoriously, Michigan State's one of the toughest places to play and win. However, I think they scored what? I mean, we Reese, Travis, and I went to that game. Um, their transition offense is lethal per usual. They run their lanes and they do their they do their job. But how awful Maryland played in stopping that and still giving themselves a chance. I mean, granted, we're at home, but there's going to be changes made on that front, which I think gives Maryland a better chance. I don't know. I don't know if two, two, one's the answer. You know, we tried to do that a bunch of times with Cassius, you know, and then when we played Denzel and Tum Tum and those guys, it doesn't work that well. You know, they run their lanes. They're not scared to make turnovers on it either. And Izzo likes to push that ball. How do you guys think? And Kevin question for you, how would you go about trying to stop that kind of just get it out of the basket and go, everybody's running their lanes. Are you getting back? Are you putting a little zone pressure? How do you even how do you even manage to slow that down? I think it starts and it kind of goes into how we already play, like the high pickup point. You know, Michigan State is really good at hitting the outlet quick. Their guy gets it out of bounds and their 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 point guard's catching the ball above the free throw line and, and going and, and wings are out. And the way that we already press is is our point guards and Deshaun and Jameer are, are already picking up three quarters court. And so I just think there needs to be a heightened focus when the ball goes through the net or if it doesn't, obviously a missed shot, it's game on anyway in transition, but when the ball goes through the net, there's no relax and, and guys are uh, focused and locked in on, on picking up a guy. You, you don't have a man in transition, but uh, I think those, those early pickup points, not letting the point guard get a running start, getting, getting the ball out to those wings. And, uh, and honestly, I, I think a lot of it has to do with, and I think it, it could play to our strength is, is playing fast with them. Like both teams aren't great in the half court. Uh, we have some athletes that can compete with them in transition. We can make this a little bit of a game ourselves and, and, and play fast with them and obviously try to limit transition baskets, but push it back the other way ourselves. And this is something Willard alluded to in the post game. He said, I don't think our guys realized just how fast they run until the game started because we gave up, I want to say four to six, maybe eight layup layup points just from not getting back in transition. Kev, you probably could speak to this. How, when you're actually playing against Michigan state, like how does that affect your thought process as far as like, you know, most games you're off, you're on offense, ball goes up, you're whatever watching. How, how does that actually affect your thought process as far as like, I have to actually get on the horse and get back. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what makes Michigan state tough is like mentally there's no relax. And, uh, you know, the, the ball goes through the net. I think naturally there's – you take of a bit of a deep breath and the other team takes the ball out and you get your half-court defense set up. But the way that they play, they go. It's almost like a you know a, a made shot is a start of their offense. And so it's just a heightened focus. Uh, again, I go back to it. You can't have a man in transition, especially if you're running the wings. Like you, the guy that you might be – that might be guarding you, uh, you, know, you might not be guarding him in the opposite end, but you can't be – searching for your man and all of a sudden you turn around and, and guys laying the ball in. And uh, one of the other things I think that's impressive with how Michigan state, you know, plays is their bigs also run the court. Like I remember that was a thing with, with Nick Richards back in the day. And uh, they, they always seem to have a couple of big men that can come in and out and they play a lot of guys, but their bigs run the court. They post up and, and that's always their first look. Similar kind of how Iowa plays. And 
just got to be a heightened focus. Um, ball goes through the net. It's game on. It's not time to relax. So Michigan State only scored 61 points. 19 came off Maryland turnovers. 14 came off fast break points. That's 33. That's the so game. So more than half was yeah. from points off turnovers and transition. Kevin said it. They are bad in the half court. They can't score. They, they, they can't, can't shoot. We can't court. shoot. They also cannot shoot. And basketball is a game of runs. We got we got one or two big runs, but we didn't get many because if we scored, I mean, it was two seconds. The ball was up. They hit a three, and then the crowd forgets that we just scored. You just watch Michigan State run. So I think I like I like trying to see if we can pick up, but I think Maryland tried that and it didn't really work. I mean, exactly. I think dudes need to sprint beyond half court. They need to be sitting at three-point line waiting for a man because they you, were not ready for that. Do you guys remember the play? Dante shot the ball. I don't remember if he made it or not. I think I want to say he made it. And it he Tyson Walker. Yeah, the ball, they took it out. Hogard caught it, threw the ball ahead to Tyson Walker. Tay had to sprint from under the basket to stop the ball, which is, it makes sense, right? He's a fifth-year senior. He's played against Michigan State 10, 11, 12 times at this point. The other guys clearly probably just didn't understand how quickly those guys get on run. Hopefully now, we've seen it before, we can limit some of those transition points, limit those turnover points, and it's a different ballgame. Besides that, Here's I the think thing, pretty though. evenly matched. You know, I think we have Jameer and I think we have Tyson, who are clear number ones. I think you have big men that, you know, in Malik Hall, Juju, Dante, etc., that are supposed to be, you know, more guys than they actually are. I mean, our, our teams are legitimate, pretty miry when it comes to that. The only difference is, you know, Michigan State just has a little bit more experience one through five on the floor at all times. You know, other than that, I think in terms of an up and down season, I think we're almost identical. Nobody can shoot the ball. Half court offense sucks. You go on runs. Your best player either takes over or he doesn't. So I think that's why, you know, you look at this game on Saturday it's a huge game for Maryland because it would really, really help our tournament chances and just staying in the seating. But it has to go through Jameer. And, you know, as much as I want to say all these other external factors would would be great, if Jameer scores, you know, 27 through 35, like Northwestern, we have a chance to win that ballgame. You know, so I think that's the only issue that I see with our team right now. And, you know, I just I think we are so identical in terms of teams that it's tough for us to even think that we could win on the road there. But they just did it at our house. Yep. And like you said, you look at it, Michigan State's twelve and eight, Maryland's thirteen and eight. Both teams have struggled, struggled early, have found some games they look good. Both can't really shoot that well. Um, but guess the ESPN analytics for Michigan Michigan State to win. What percentage chance do they have to beat Maryland? At the Breslin Center. They're going to give them like a 77% chance because 82 is Breslin. 82.7% chance. Maryland has a 17 point. He saw it before. Don't, don't, (laughs) we definitely, right before we got on, he definitely was looking at that. He was already locked in. Swear to God, I didn't. I just know, I know ball, guys. True. What I locked in on today. True. What's the spread going to be? Spread? Yeah. And who would you take? At 82%. What were they at, at the crib? Two and a half. I'd probably say you're looking at six, five and a half, mm-hmm. six. Which side That's are you nasty. on? What side am I on? What side are you on? Nobody. Spartans, <laughs> baby. <laughs> you kidding me? On the road, the big ten. I, I'm I'm one man show here, guys. I am. Uh, 
winning on the road in the Big Ten, people still do not understand how hard that is. It's tough. Like, and they never will. I don't think Vegas takes into account, you know, I just, in my mind, what time's the game at, Reese? Five, 5.30. Wow, 5.30 on Fox. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that what, fellas. Michigan State first half, Michigan State full game. You know, that's what, that's what you, if you're a betting man, that's what you should take. So, speaking yeah, of uh, one of speaking of winning on the road, not to completely change subject, uh, Matt Painter had a quote, and maybe it was about a week or two weeks ago. The seniors on his team have never lost a road game where the other team didn't storm the court, which is a wild stat. I saw that. And, and that's true. If somebody, that. if somebody fact checked, yeah. he said he said a post game interview. The seniors on his team have never lost a road game. Where the other team didn't storm the court. Wow, it's insane! Yeah, it, that's been, it's insane. Yeah, so they must they've be been top good, ten though, the last. Like like it, regular they've season, those guys have been airtight. Hey, yeah, Trav, wasn't it wasn't it wild though to get this storm court uh, on you uh, when we were at Penn State? It was nice. It's a weird. It's a weird feeling. You, you kind of want to like knock a student in the jaw for getting like too close to you. Like you kind of just want to like ush ush like like uh, Legarrette Blount, uh, the Oregon football. You want to just kind of like knock somebody out real quick. It's like you know, just let well, mind them, you, know, like you don't play around. Thirteen. Penn State had like thirteen people storm the car now. Yeah, but they were talking yeah. nasty. Like, you hey. know, they're just talking a little nasty. It's just like, it's just, you know, it's stuff they wouldn't say to you normally, but they're kind of like a little bit too close to you, you know, jawing a little bit. You kind of just want to like chin check them real quick, you, just, you know. Well, he, here's a great story for you. We're at Minnesota when we're the number two team in the uh, in the country. Mello misses a game-winning layup. It was some bullshit, but um, they stormed the court. Rashid Suleiman got, got ran over. And he threw a couple nut taps. You know, he was out there. He was throwing a couple. And Rashid was fucking crazy. One of the greatest dudes of all time. But, but man, he did not play around when it came to, like, competitiveness. He threw a couple ball taps out there. You know, <laughs> when they're that close, it is bananas. And, you know, we, we talk about the, the – like, Caitlin Clark, for instance. Like, they run on the court, which, LOL, I don't care what side – of the of the you know coin you're on come on there is no way caitlin clark looked at somebody running on that floor and said fuck it i'm gonna drill you it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense so do we, do we think it was like, a little i'm a fan do we think it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a flop or we, we think we think that was a full warning flop? warning not a technical foul not a technical foul maybe a warning in in her defense maybe sold it defense, just sold like, it a little bit but if you got if you got hit while you're running onto a floor, like I'm sorry, I'm probably gonna fall over as well. It's like getting punched at a bar, like sucker punched at a bar. Sometimes you just go down, man. Don't let these guys fool you. Hey, first off, don't let these clothes fool you. But secondly, don't let these guys fool you. If if each one could pick one guy out of the four of us. If they were stranded in a bar and needed help out, everybody's choosing me. We all know. Oh, we should ask everybody. Okay, Reese, who are you choosing? Out of the group? 
At us, us four. Right. Us Knowing four. He, I've already right. defended him in the past. He almost got whooped one time so, when he, on the court. So, yeah. All right. Oh, didn't always get whooped. We might have to put up the film. But just because of that, I got to put up Trav because we got the See, photo. See, and that's just well, not we, we, we got We'll put the footage on the screen. Reese went up for a layup. He got absolutely, like, cross-body checked by some muscle head. <laughs> I had to step up and basically tell Cuz relax because, you know, we're in college, Clark. You don't want to get smacked. So, And he relaxed. But, he calmed down. Travis, yeah, go ahead. Who, who I'd be very, talking? I'd be very confident with any of you three, though, and we know that. Travis, he's, uh, he's not currently here with us. My vote is Brendan. I think he'll protect, <laughs> protect me. Thank you. That just it's proving it's it's validating even further. Wow. Thank you. We'll we'll throw a picture up of, of uh, his face on here so you guys know what we're talking about. Kev. The only guy I've ever seen, the only guy I've ever seen an actual street scrap was was Reese throwing a guy over his over his knee in old Saratoga, New York. So uh, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, will, Andrew will get us in the fight. Andrew will run his mouth, and uh, he'll probably back it up. But I've only seen with my two eyes Reese Mona actually do something. So I would I would have to take Reese. Hang on, and he does his push ups, dude. He's, you know he's fit. That's valid. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, let's get off his nuts. Almost ran to Kyle <laughs> when he got pushed, just barely. <laughs> oh my God, Kyle, fucking defend me. <laughs> it's pathetic, dude. I remember texting after that game thinking to myself, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good, Cleve Bush. Um, mm. Let's really quickly... Let's uh let's show some love to the bench guys. We've gotten some good production out of the bench the last couple of games. Jahari Long, last three games, shooting eight for ten, I want to say from three. He's wow. been a spark off the bench. Jamie last game. Uh what do he have was four threes last game? Four for five from three against Nebraska. You know, the guys are figuring out a little bit. Changes changes the game a little bit, right? Jahari just like impacts the game. He, he just should like, play more. He should play more. He should, and he has been. He has been. Let's 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 give credit where it's due. He overall, like as the season's gone on, he's played more. He just impacts the game. Like it, it doesn't always look pretty, but it feels like he's just making a difference. And then Jamie, on the other hand, like this is the type of game as a freshman and as a shooter, Jamie has a successful game like this in coffees, and this could be a difference maker for him to shooting the ball a little bit more confidence. You never know. You know what? You know what Long is like, and I, I said this to. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally don't actually. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. So why don't you, you tell like, me? Please, please tell, tell us. Tell tell me. Me. Please explain. <laughs> Can't remember Cat's first name. Lights <laughs> like, too bright. Moment Jari. too big. Pissed out his leg. Couldn't remember his first name. Jesus. Um. Yeah, Jahari. Sorry, I didn't want to butcher it on on the camera, so I just went with long. I, I forgot that you guys took everything ridiculous. Um, Jesus, somebody talk. <laughs> no, no. Finish finish your statement about Jahari Long. Okay, you know you know what Jahari is in a nutshell. He is. Go look at every three pointer he's made potentially in the season, but at least this week, he doesn't have a single swish. Those no. things are are little rim ends. You know what? <laughs> it, it doesn't look good. Little rim drops here and there. It, hey, it doesn't look good, Go but down. it gets the job done. You know what I'm saying? We you were don't there. Need, you don't need to be great. You don't need to swish everything. It ball doesn't have to go in the hole directly. Just mm-hmm. has to go in subtly. You know, it spins. His rotation spins like sideways. 
Pause. And then, oh, you know what? Let's move on. Next topic, please. <laughs> please. Let's, let's, no. What is going on? The, yeah, let's, anyway. Um, is there a way to rate this triple X? Because this is <laughs> not suitable for young audiences <laughs> at all. Um, uh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. That was either. disgusting. Reese can't even. That was disgusting. That was. That you know, was you know, it's bad. You know, it's bad when the producers are in, uh, are in the chat saying, "Crazy, this is ridiculous." Move on, move on. Red flags everywhere. Bells and whistles going off. My ear. I've got a little earpiece in, and they're screaming, "Move on, move on." What do we? Uh, okay, so this is Chris Cuomo. Here, Here's the here's the biggie. Michigan State predictions. What do we really think? I know I was joking around earlier, but what do we what do we really think? We'll go in order. Kev, Travis, Reese, go. If if we think it was tough to stop in transition at home, it's going to be even tougher in their building. If they get out in transition, they're playing fast, and we can't take care of the ball. It's going to get ugly. I got 66-62 Michigan State. I don't think we've been in an environment that unchy yet this season. We played at IU. That was a little crazy, but they kind of suck. I don't think we've been in an environment like this this season, and it's just a really tough place to play, unless Jameer goes for 30. Yep. I got to say Michigan State. I just don't see how Maryland can win it unless they're shooting 50% again, but I just don't see it. You know what you need to do now, Drew. It's it's 3-0 three, three for Michigan State here, so you know what you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's the Spartans. <laughs> Are you guys kidding me? It's it's Michigan State, and it might be Michigan State by you know fifteen twenty plus. I hate being that guy, but this in Iowa, you know, this isn't who. What other team did we beat on the road in Big Ten play? Listen, print this out. Print Illinois. print print this transcript out. To paste in the locker room tomorrow. Before Illinois. they walk into practice, we have Illinois number. We have Illinois number. It's different. We always we, we always win at Illinois. Yeah, always win at Illinois. They they try. Remember they tried to give us that game. They literally were begging us to win that game that one year when Bruno yeah. got the rebound with one hand and put the ball back up with like half a second left. Yes, that was Kevin's yes. corner we three were, that should have went. We in. were up thirty. Yeah, we were up yeah. like thirty. And then Here's, Kevin you still know what, remembers you know, how it felt off. The you head. know what the craziest? <laughs> yeah, dude. Actually, okay, go there. I'll tell. I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you guys off camera because I don't know if it's public knowledge. So I'll tell you guys off camera. There's some really interesting things that are going on with with Illinois, though. Uh, I'll just put that out there. Extremely interesting, and that is something we should think about discussing. Extremely interesting. I know exactly where you're going with that. Um, yeah, let, let's not even get into it on this one. That's a we'll little precursor we'll, to next one. We'll, we'll find out if it's public knowledge yet or if it's uh, still behind the scenes, and, and we'll figure out if we can we can talk about it. But there's something going on with it. There's a Maryland-Illinois relationship that we can't get into, but there's something going on there, which makes this year's mm. win just a little bit sweeter. Mm. A little sweeter, maybe a little bit extra scoop of Kool-Aid in the juice, you know? <laughs> you know, it suggests a little one and a halfer. We're putting a little two and a half now. Uh, anybody else got anything before we sign off and, and cut this thing? Reese? Shout out to the fans. Uh, we did the in-person podcast. Travis already mentioned it. Drew, uh, myself, and Trav were in person. A lot of fans saying they like the Old Turf podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate you shouting us out. And uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Oh, Kev, we didn't even discuss it. Brother, uh, we're going to be sending. Uh, actually, you are going to be sending 
uh, Drew, actually, I'll let you explain it since yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you announced it. And, and, yeah. Go ahead, Drew. Even better. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. I'd like to add this was not my idea. But what was my idea was putting it on the story uh, before telling you, which is, you know, <laughs> maybe a little, little ink, a little Sharpie action gets put onto a little jersey, <laughs> you know, for a follower, a lucky follower from here until February 14th or I think Correct. 10th. If you follow the old Terps on Instagram, you get your name put into a raffle and Kev will, you know, you got your choice, either a signed jersey or game-worn compressions. You know, either one. (laughs) We don't judge on this podcast. But you get one of those two. So that's where we're at with that. And, uh, yeah, I think other than that, we are where we are. And go Terps on Saturday. And uh, anybody else got anything before we sign off? Have a great week, guys. You guys are great. I'm proud of you guys. Beautiful faces. Have a great week, guys. Have a great week. All right, man. I'll talk to you.